Welcome to the Open House podcast site, available at openhousecommunity.com.au. My next guest is not just good news, I reckon he's a bit of a legend. Shane Housen is winning a great battle of the bulge and raising money for a great cause. A couple of years ago, Shane, who's 40 now, saw his weight balloon to 125 kilos into the type 2 diabetes category. Then Shane drew a line. Over 13 months, he lost a massive 35 kilograms in body weight, and his goal this year is to lose another 15 kilos within the next few months. If you've ever battled the bulge, and I'm sure most of us have or will, Shane's story will inspire, but also educate you, while also highlighting the vitally important work of Homes of Hope International. Shane, welcome to Open House. Great to be here. I do think you're a bit of a legend. So where are you with your target weight now, down from 125 to what? I'm down to 90 kilos. My aim is to be under 80 kilos. Ideal weight for what I'm targeting is 75 kilos. They say it's a bit light, but uh, to run a long way, um, having less weight will be helpful. Which we'll get to. Tell us how that feels, both physically and in yourself. What has that done for you? It feels fantastic. I'm not tired. I'm not drained. I'm much more alert. I don't sleep as much. I can go to bed at 10, 10 10.30 at night, and I'm awake at 5.00. And I can get through a full day's work. Um, I can take care of my family. I can exercise for several hours in the morning. But before, I was just constantly tired all the time because my body was struggling to deal with the weight. Yeah, those were things that you couldn't assume being part of your day. That's right. And how did that make you feel? Obviously, uh, from time to time, helpless, constantly going and eating, being out of breath and not be able to take care of my kids as well as I'd like as a father. And that was one of the catalysts to um, to change my life. How was it that your weight ballooned to the extent that it did? I was pretty simple, just eating and working and doing nothing else. Being a business owner, just doing administration, sitting on my butt, uh, and just eating and working and eating and working and not exercising, not being on the tools anymore. Running my own business meant that all I did was admin and just work and eat. And over time, my weight just continued to balloon. What led you to draw that line where you said enough was enough? Yeah, I went on a um, Christmas holiday with my family. My older son asked me to run around the park with him. And I got about 40 metres and I was completely out of breath and I couldn't keep up with him. He was five years of age. And uh, he turned around and he looked at me and said, Dad, you're too fat and you're too slow. And uh, my response was, I promise you in 12 months' time, when we come back here, we won't be able to keep up. So 12 months later, we returned and he was too afraid <laughs> to, to try and try and race me because I lost so much weight. I'd done races and stuff, and uh, I continued to move forward. But my son knew that I kept my promise, and uh, my commitment was to lose the weight, and I continued to do so. What a remarkable turning point. That was all that made you change. Yep. And such uh, a change it's been. As a father, fathers will understand that when they look at their children um, and they make a commitment, you know, as uh, fathers, we want to do our best to keep that commitment. I just have strong values to when you make a promise you do everything in your power to keep that promise and you make that happen. And so uh, as a parent, it's my responsibility to my children to live the life that I speak of. And my sons know that if I make a promise to them, that promise will be kept. What an amazing example, a powerful example. There are a couple of aspects to your story beyond weight loss because together with that, one of the significant things of your story is that you embarked on an awesome program of very significant physical challenges. Take us through a couple of those. I think the secret is when you lose weight, you need to have a goal or a series of goals. Without goals, losing weight or doing anything 
won't work because you get lost, you don't have a target in mind. And so what I did is I looked for races that I could enter periodically to continue to help me to reach my targets and try and be realistic about that and then enter races. And as I started to do that, I gained more confidence because I was able to get to the finish line and the races started to get a little longer each time, but it kept me going to know that when I paid my money to enter a race, I needed to complete that race. So that helped me with my weight loss. How long and how taxing were some of those races? They weren't so bad at first. They were 10Ks, was the shortest one I've done. And then I did uh, the half marathon and that was incredibly taxing because it's the first time I ran that length. But from then on, uh, only recently I ran the Canberra marathon. Each time it's a challenge, but um, I've never not finished a race. And my goal is to always compete and always complete. And this is also within that kind of 12, 13 months time zone. Yep. So I started in January and then by June I was starting races. So with some of those races, you're still carrying a fair bit of love, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I was 115, 112, 108, 106 when I'm running through those races. I did Wentworth Falls up in the Blue Mountains and I was 108 kilos. And you always finished? And I finished the race in three and a half hours, but I finished. I was part of a, a running group up there. The commitment was to be part of it, to compete and to complete the race. And I've never not finished a race. Bravo. Then came the North Face 100. Tell us about that race. One of my goals was going through the process of uh, searching through the internet for races. I came across this ultra endurance event called the North Face 100. And uh, that was very exciting and appealing because it was a challenge. Uh, it's in the Blue Mountains and uh, there are six legs. The issue with the Blue Mountains is it's filled with valleys, lots of sheer cliff edges and lots and lots of stairs. And so this is over 100 kilometres uh, with a four kilometre elevation change over the duration of the race. And some are quite extreme. That's next weekend, May the 19th. How do you feel about that? I'm excited. I'm incredibly nervous. I'm petrified, all in the same breath. I'm electrified as well. I prepared very, very well. I've done several 50k training runs, which are very, very taxing. But in my world, I only do a few things and I do them really, really well. And that's a philosophy I take through life. I really want you to report back to us on Open House about oh, how absolutely. you go. Another important part of this journey, and one of the important and significant aspects of it, is that you're not just doing this for yourself to stroke your own ego and show what a big man you are, but to support the work of Homes of Hope International. Tell us about them. For me, it's about being able to give back. As a father of two children, I raise them, but I also want to help children that are less fortunate. And Homes of Hope International are an international aid agency that is only small, and they have orphanages in Indonesia and uh, over in India. And we developed the plan of trying to raise money through this event to be able to set up a safe house in India so that we can rescue as many children as we can from the human traffic trade. Yeah, tell us a bit about that work. What's the need there and what do they do? The need is that all over the world, children are removed from their homes, uh, they're stolen, they're drugged, uh, they're moved from place to place and they are used as a commodity and when they're no longer used, they're moved on to somebody else and predominantly it's women and children between the ages of 4 and 18 are moved out of their home they're enslaved to serve in the human traffic industry through the sex slave trade. Our project is to set up a safe house. That safe house would be then manned by trained people who we would rescue those children, bring them into the safe house. The safe house would then help to rehabilitate them firstly 
from a physical standpoint because the trauma that they would have experienced through the sex slave trade then emotionally and socially and trying to rehabilitate them so they can go back into the wider community and then having a place for them to be able to go to once they've been rescued. I'm sure that's helped tremendously with your motivation in sticking at it. Oh, absolutely. The pain that I'll experience is nothing what these children go through on a daily yeah. basis. It's horrific, it's horrendous, and it's just diabolical that in our world today, children are treated like this. And so when I play with my sons, thinking that they could be taken from me if I was in another country, is something that I can't sit by and allow happen. I can't save every child, but I can do the very best that I can. And everyone that wants to help can help. And the more people that help, the more children that can be saved. On Open House, we're with weight loss and running legend Shane Housen, who's lining up for the North Face 100 in the cause of Homes of Hope International. Shane, it's important to, in this day and age, with such an emphasis on body image and the risk of eating disorders, to take a responsible and balanced approach to weight loss. But take us through some of the ways in which you've actually done that. What's helped you? Realising what not to eat firstly. Fruit juices, soft drinks, lollies, cakes, chips, lots of fast food. But also the other point of that is that in themselves they're bad, but it's the quantities that we consume that make it even worse. So one of the things that I learned to do is remove those things from my diet. Anything that is white, I don't eat. So white bread, white pasta, white rice. I don't eat, so I've replaced that with wholemeal bread, brown bread, multigrain bread. I've replaced the pasta with wholemeal pasta, and rice is not white rice anymore, but brown rice. Um, I eat smaller quantities. I eat five to six times a day. Um, I have a regimented time period of when I eat because uh, th there's a whole cycle of nutrient timing. Yes. And so fueling your body for the right period of the time and when to eat certain things is obviously helpful. Carbohydrates are minimized in my diet so that my body is able to burn fat and uh, use the protein for the exercise and for rehabilitation afterwards. It would be easy to say, oh, you must be such a disciplined person, but you haven't been in your past, but boy, you are now. I am, but it needs to be said that um, as disciplined as you are, you slip all the time. Oh, good. Yeah, I have a, I, That encourages me, <laughs> and I'm have, sure many others. I have a pantry that's got chocolate in it all the time. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Uh, but in saying that, it's about being willing to make the sacrifices because those small sacrifices lead to greater reward. Absolutely. And so through the process, I've learned to say no, or if I have, I do it in a smaller quantity. The other thing is if you fall off the wagon, you can start again. If I eat a piece of chocolate or I eat too much... I know that the next morning I train a little bit harder, but that's also by choice. I choose to want to make those choices because I want to change, but I also want to help bring change in my world and the world around me, both locally and also globally. Yes, so through this, you've actually developed a range of tips, both in changing a lifestyle, and it's been a big change for you, and also in diet. Take us through some of those tips about changing a lifestyle. Okay, firstly, I get up very early in the morning, religiously. Um, I'm awake, my eyes wake up whether I want to or not at 5am, with an alarm clock or without one after all these months. I choose to get up and I choose to exercise. So that's how I start my day. I then take care of my family and I start my work day. And that is a regimented change that I have in my life is to start exercise as a first point of my day. As I went through the process, I decided to keep me going on the goal. I would go in, on the internet and find a really nice running jacket that was too small for me. Okay. But that meant that I'd have to keep losing the weight so I could fit into them. So I can tell you every one that I bought, I can easily fit into them today. Uh, other tips is um, now I drink plenty of water. 
making sure that uh, you get plenty of sleep. The healthy range is half a kilo to one kilo a week. Of weight loss. Of weight loss. At times, I've actually gone above and beyond that. That is really determined by diet, exercise, and how your body responds to the changes that it makes. A lot of this is about educating yourself about yourself and food, isn't it? Absolutely. There was a period of time where all my meals were regimentedly put down into an Excel spreadsheet on my laptop. I could continually work out how my body was responding uh, for a period of a week during Christmas break as I was doing this exercise, I would lose around 400 grams a day. So I continued that on, but then the body changed where it'd hold on to things for a longer period of time. So it really depends on the individual, but it's about sticking to it. And it's about knowing that if you make a mistake as you have some chocolate or some soft drink, that you're still willing to keep moving forward and looking forward and not looking backward. And if you do look backward, all it is is about learning from the mistakes that you've made and then moving forward. And that's all I do. I do the wrong things too, or I'm put in a situation where I have to have Maccas because my kids eat it and my wife eat it when we're on the road. In saying that, I try and make healthy choices. And as you educate yourself, you learn to be able to make healthy choices through even fast food outlets. And then instead of having a soft drink, I'll just have a nice water. They're doing better like that these days. Oh, absolutely. And so they should too. Absolutely. So here's the big question. Will you keep this weight off? And how will you do that? The simple answer is yes. I'm <laughs> That's not surprising to me. I'm getting to the point where I'm not addicted, but it's a lifestyle. And it's a lifestyle I've chosen because of several reasons. One, it's healthier for me. Secondly, I'm an example to my two sons. And they see me every day. And when I walk in the door from training, they say, did you go for a run today, Dad? And my youngest son will say, did you win? I know that every time I go training, my youngest son says, did you win? I say, when I come in and I say, yes, I did, it's because I gave my very best. I did everything I could to train as well as I could, prepare as well as I could, come home injury-free and be ready for the day, but know that I wasn't lazy, I didn't cut corners, but I did everything I could during that training session. And so... I get that even in races. During my races, I know my young son is going to say, did you win, Dad, yeah. every day? What's your wife think of all this? Uh, my wife is now believing she's going to become an ultra-marathon widow. <laughs> but uh, the other thing is that she, she also feels she has to come to events to be able to carry me home after the event. <laughs> so, uh, she's, but she's putting she's, up with it. She is. Because there's a lot of obsession about this. Absolutely, yes. but she is very supportive because she knows I'm doing it for the children. And she knows I'm not doing it just for myself. Yeah. But I'm also, as parents, we're examples for our children. And for my sons, as a parent, you don't get do-overs. Once they grow up, that's it. And I take my parenting very seriously because I want my children to be incredibly well-behaved, disciplined, and I want them to know that if you work really hard at what you do, you can be successful. And that doesn't mean being rich in terms of money. It means being successful, be able to complete your goals working hard at it and knowing that at the end that you can have what you want to achieve. If you step back from all these very significant achievements, why do you do all this? I do it because I believe in something bigger than myself. As individuals, we can make change, but I also believe that I'm a leader. I'm a leader of my family. I also can be a leader of people and I lead by example. And so I want to bring about change in my world. I want to see children rescued. I want to see children have a better way of life, both here and internationally. So I'm hoping all the listeners will see that working together brings about great change. And we see that in community all the time. They've got to draw a line somewhere. And with human trafficking industry, it's something that I can't comprehend that that's acceptable. 
Totally. And so as a father, as a community member, as a leader, I want to bring about change. And so if I bring about change in my life and I bring about change in my family's life, and I can help raise money to bring about change in children's lives, that will make a huge difference. Now, I can't rescue every child on the planet, but I can rescue a great number of children, and I can do greater things with everyone else's help. I really should mention your website. Where do people go to find out about If this? people want to go and find out more about my story and about how they can help change children's lives, they can jump on the net and go to www.hohi100.com.au and everything is there laid out for them and they can have a great journey looking at all the practical tips and different bits and pieces about my story and how they can help on the ground, and together we can make a difference. And we'll put the link up on our Open House Community Facebook page and definitely keep in touch about how you go with the North Face 100. Absolutely. You're an absolute inspiration, a legend. Thanks very much for coming in. Shane Housen. My pleasure. On Thank House. you, Lee. We hope you enjoyed this Open House podcast. Thanks to Christian Super and Real World Technology Solutions. To hear more from Open House, visit openhousecommunity.com.au.